Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Here we go with Acts of the Apostles, and hello, it's Luke again. Writing to his mate, he starts saying, In my last book I wrote about Jesus, didn't I? Well, after he died, right, he appeared to his apostles over 40 days, showing them shit. He told them to wait in Jerusalem. Okay, because the apostles are asking Jesus if he will restore Israel. Jesus says, chill out, you'll find out when you find out. You're my boys and you'll spread my message across the world. Then he ascends to heaven and the disciples are all sad. So, two angels rock up and say, what are you doing? That Jesus will come back, don't worry. Apostles leave the Mount of Olives and return to Jerusalem. They have a prayer with the apostles, Jesus' mum, and his brothers. They lament about Judas, and we learn how the payment that Judas received for his wickedness, right, he took that money and he bought a field. He tripped in that field once he'd bought it, and his body burst open intestines spilt fucking everywhere everyone heard about this so the field was called the field of blood then right they had a new issue because with judas gone you know split intestines everywhere they were down to just 11 apostles no good they needed 12. luckily there was a guy called matthias who was chosen to become the 12th apostle to take over where judas used to be Pentecost comes along and there's a big wind, tongues of fire, rest on each of the apostles' heads and they get filled with Holy Spirit and they can now talk in other languages, like all of the languages all at once. A crowd comes along, each one hearing their own language. People are like, shit, how is this so? What does this mean? People say they're probably drunk. Every time I get drunk, I can magically speak other languages fluently. Peter stands up and has a go. Listen, right, he says, they aren't drunk, it's 9am. This is what Joel, that prophet from the past, said. Jesus was a man credited by God to you. Right? You know this shit. You knew one of David's relatives would be the Messiah, and Jesus was it. Did all that scripture stuff. So repent, be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. He bangs on like this for a while, and about 3,000 people instantly become followers of Jesus. One day, right, Peter and John are going to temple to pray. Some disabled man is knocking about and asks them for money. Peter says, look at us, mate. Do we look like we've got any money? We've got no cash, but instead take this. Pow! Walk! And he solves it. The man comes into the temple with them all singing and praising. Everyone loses their shit. Peter says, why are you people surprised yet? We didn't do this. You fucked over Jesus and asked for a murderer. Instead, you absolute idiots. And then God raised that Jesus from the dead. And by the name of Jesus, who God raised from the dead, who you decided to get murdered because you wanted to keep a killer instead. Because of him, right? We were able to fix this fella. So, dickheads, repent and turn to God. The priests and that 
that come up to Peter. They don't like that these people are talking about Jesus, so they put them in jail, but people still believe. You see, it turns out jailing people isn't enough to squash a fast-growing political and spiritual movement. Who knew? Teachers, the law, etc. meet up the next day. They had Peter and John brought before them. By what power or what name are you doing all this shit? Listen, says Peter, you're being a dick because we are nice, right? Essentially, you're arresting us because we help people out. Do you want to know how we did it, yeah? By the name of Jesus. You know the one, the one you murdered. That's how we did it. You fucked up, my boy. And the leaders don't know what to do. They didn't want this thing to spread any further. Spoiler, it does. So commanded them to stop. Peter and John said, we will be listening to God, not you. Go fuck yourself. The apostles prayed to God, asking why the leaders are so mean to them. Please make us stronger, they say. The place they were in shook, and they were made stronger. And then they went on testifying some more. Okay, right, there's a fella called Ananias and his wife. They sell their property and give the money to the apostles, but not all of it, because they need to keep a little bit for themselves to survive and get food, all of that stuff. So they get accused of being evil, and then Ananias dies. His wife rocks up, not knowing he was dead, is asked if her and her husband gave all the money, and she says, yeah, I think so, as far as I know, I don't really have any knowledge about the family finances, I just know what my husband told her. And as a result of this, she is called a liar, and she is made to be dead too. This is a shakedown. Right, okay, so Peter and that are healing loads of people, and they get arrested and put in public jail. An angel frees them, and they go on teaching people again. The priests and that are amazed with what's happened, so they grab them again, and have them questioned again by the high priest again. Why are you teaching again? We said to stop. We follow God, not you. Dickhead. High priests told to leave them alone, so the priests flog them and tell them to stop being all Jesus-y, and they don't stop. Right, meanwhile, the disciples are increasing. Yeah, uh, I use the words interchangeably, but by now, turns out, apostles are the twelve special ones. Disciples are just any follower of Jesus. So, apologies if I've made that unnecessarily confusing, right? Anyway, there's some Jewish infighting. They suggest that seven men are chosen to sort this out and the apostles will carry on preaching. The seven who are chosen to sort out the Jewish infighting are Stephen, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, Almost certainly those names I've either mispronounced so horrifically it's offensive, or simply done wrong. But the word of God spreads and priests become obedient. Okay, Stephen becomes pretty rad and powerful, but some people start arguing against him, uh, and they lose the argument, so they stir up the people telling them that, that actually Stephen's been talking shit about God, and the high priest asks Stephen if all these charges are true, and he says, listen, right, God appeared to Abraham, right, remember? Was told to leave his country and people, and he did, he came here, right? Stephen goes on racing through the entire Old Testament. That'll about do it, won't it? Saul is doing loads of persecution, right? Saul destroyed churches, imprisoned men and women. Meanwhile, Philip is going around and preaching Jesus. Then there's this Simon fella, some mystic magician that everyone is losing their shit about. And Simon changes his mind and follows Philip instead. This is all in Samaria, right? Simon tries to buy the gift of God with money, so Philip calls him a bellend. An angel tells Philip to go down a desert road and as he's going down a desert road, he meets an Ethiopian eunuch. Philip ran to this guy who was reading Isaiah at the time, right? And Philip mansplains scripture to the Ethiopian eunuch. And it's a bit of scripture that Philip decided was definitely about Jesus. The eunuch sees some water, so they get a baptism on. 
Saul is still being all evil and chasing and killing all the Jesus folks, right? He makes his way to Damascus and a light from heaven flashes him. A voice says, why are you persecuting me? Who's that? It is me. It is Jesus. Jesus then tells Saul to get up and go to Damascus. He goes, I was on my fucking way to Damascus. And no, but like now you are blinded. Go up and go to Damascus. All right, I'm on my way. So he's blind for three days. In Damascus, there was a disciple called Ananias and he is told to go see Saul and give him his sight back. God tells him that Saul has chosen to speak the word of God to the Gentile. Ananias had scales fall from Saul's eyes so he could say, hang on. So Saul literally had like snake scales on his eyes. Anyway, they're gone, right? And Saul starts preaching Jesus' word. The Jews want to kill Saul, which is fair enough, but he hides in a basket. Then Barnabas intros him to the disciples and they become friends. Then some more healing stuff in Jesus' name and blah de blah de blah de blah. Peter raises Tabitha from the dead for some reason. Cornelius from the Italian regiment now, he has a vision of an angel who says his gifts to poorer ace and he should get Simon Peter from Jappa. Peter, meanwhile, is told to kill and eat impure animals as nothing is impure once God made it clean and tells him to go with strangers who are about to turn up. Peter goes to see Cornelius, so then Peter starts preaching. Turns out Jews and Gentiles can be friends now. Yay! But, right, people find out Jews and Gentiles are friends and it all kicks off. And to Antioch we get the term Christian being used for the first time. So, King Herod starts arresting Christians, going, thank God I now have something to call these people and tracking and catching. Really makes the whole process a lot easier than constantly saying, get them, get who, you know the ones, putting them to death and imprisoning them, right? All that stuff. Peter is in prison during Passover. Trial is set to start after Passover. Angel turns up, wakes up Peter, says, let's go. Angel says, get dressed, wrap a cloak around you and follow me. Peter does. They pass the guards and get to the gate to the city. They open and then just walk straight out until the angel disappears. Peter goes to a friend's house, knocks on the door, and so excited is Rhonda, uh, who is the friend there, right, that she doesn't even bother opening the door. Just tells everyone, Peter's here, Peter's here, this is amazing. And then they have a big chat in disbelief over Peter being there. Meanwhile, poor Peter is knocking like a bastard, trying to be allowed inside before he gets caught by all the police, right? So he's finally allowed in. King Herod goes to Tyre, I think, and makes a proclamation. Everyone says, this man, this King Herod, it's the voice of God that we hear from him. Herod is like a god. And because Herod doesn't worship God and is pretending to be a god, he is eaten all up by worms and dies. Back in Antioch, right? Loads of prophets. The place is fucking lousy with prophets. God tells some of them to fuck off and keep spreading the words. They meet Bejesus, who is like a sorcerer and evil Saul called Paul. Now, calls him a child of the devil. God is against you and you will be blind. So the sorcerer is made blind instantly. Paul and that move on and on doing some preaching, right? Paul does a brief rundown of how we got from Abraham to Jesus, and through Jesus all sins can be forgiven and all scoffers will perish. Uh, some people were saying that circumcision was still necessary. Paul is like, whoa, 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 hang the fuck on. After a long chat, Peter says, listen, right, God doesn't discriminate, so why do you test God? Essentially saying that the rules, all of those rules that we learn, aren't important anymore, that they should write to the Gentiles to tell them loads of 
rules anyway. Uh, but, the, but the main rules, right? The rules to the Gentiles are this. Abstain from food that's been sacrificed to idols. Abstain from blood. Abstain from meat of strangled animals. And abstain from sexual immorality. What sexual immorality? We'll leave that nice and vague so you can put whatever prejudice you have at the time onto it. Thanks. That's it, right? Paul is going around seeing how all these places they have preached at are doing. They keep travelling around the world, but Jesus won't let them into Mercia for some reason. They meet Lydia, oh Lydia, who gets baptised and gives them a place to stay. They meet a slave who can predict the future, who follows them, and Paul gets annoyed so orders the spirit to leave her, robbing her of her income. They get flogged and thrown into prison, they get out of jail by using cheating magic and convert the jailer. Paul makes his way to another town, another synagogue, tries to explain to them all that Jesus is the Messiah. Some join and others don't like it, so start a mob. Paul calls those Jews jealous, interesting, uh, doing the whole we have no king but Caesar thing again. Basically, it says the noble, oh god, it's right. It says the noble Jews who actually read the scriptures and understand, believe in Jesus, and the idiot thuggish Jews who were stupid didn't believe. It should go without saying, but I will say that this is Bible speaking, not not your friend Greg speaking. <laughs> but then Paul goes to Athens and bangs on against their gods. They ask him to explain his ideas. Paul is saying their beliefs are stupid and his are grey, right? Paul goes to Corinth, meets a Jew and makes friends with them, hassles more Jews in the synagogues. Uh, Paul gives up on Jews and moves on to the Gentiles. God tells Paul to keep on and not to be afraid. He has his back. Paul is just a fucking troublemaker, just running around the planet upsetting people unnecessarily. Right, Apollos Creed is in Corinth preaching. Paul has gone elsewhere and doing more kinds of, you don't know this thing, that I know and I'm going to be angry for you not understanding or knowing a thing that I haven't told you about yet and Jesus' baptism is necessary. John the Baptist's baptism, by the way, not enough. All of Asia, all of Asia hears about Jesus and healings happen and that. Men with evil spirits are kicking shit out of Jews and worshipping Jesus. That can't be, hang on, what? Word of Jesus spreads kind of fast. Ish. Because Paul is preaching all this, uh, no idols please, right? Idols are evil. Loads of idol makers are worried about losing their jobs, as Paul doesn't stop to think how his words can affect people. Paul goes to Macedonia and Greece, just causing more trouble and chatting shit about Jesus, right? Paul makes another dead person be alive, he's kind of just being Jesus at this point, doing the same job. Jesus did, interesting, and Paul is going to head to Jerusalem and thinks he will die there, like what Jesus did, and he preached for about three years, like Jesus did. They journey to Jerusalem, have a catch-up on the work they've done so far. Paul gets all beaten for breaking all the Jews' rules. Paul speaks to the crowd. His defence, right, is in Aramaic, and he says, I'm a Jew. I studied Jewish law. I was just as zealous as you lot. I persecuted Christians to their death. Even, some would say especially, children and women. I was on my way to Damascus and light, blind voice telling me not to persecute Jesus. He recaps Acts of the Apostles, right? And everyone's on board until he mentions Gentiles are all right. Then he gets flogged, but he is a Roman citizen, so maybe that's not entirely legal. Paul seems to be having a 
trial just like Jesus had. Some Jews agree not to eat anything until they have killed Paul. They hate him. More charges against Paul, right? It's, it, it's just the Jesus story being oddly repeated. Is Paul supposed to be a Jesus figure? Agrippa turns up to potentially sentence Paul. The trial happens again. Uh, the only potential difference in this trial and Jesus' trial is that Paul does defend himself. He repeats the road to Damascus story again, right? So, with Paul being a Roman citizen, they are going to have to make their way to Italy, okay? They're, they're going to take him to, to Rome, right, to be tried there. Paul's still with them, and he's arrested, and they start their journey. Paul points out the sea journey is going to be disastrous, right? So no one listens to him. A hurricane turns up, and it all gets fucked up. Paul goes all, told you so, but don't worry, I got this. And an angel comes along to help them out. Once they arrive on shore, they find out that they're actually at Malta, and a viper bites Paul. But Paul shakes off the snake and is just fine. They go heal a random fella, and then three months later, they sail off with some other people, and eventually they get to Rome. Paul speaks to Jewish leaders, says, What's up with my arrest, right? This is just silly. So, I came here to speak to Caesar. Paul tries to convert them all to Jesus. Everyone is kind of cool with Paul in Rome, so he just lives there and isn't hassled by anyone. There you go, that's Acts of the Apostles. Um, is Paul just Jesus? Huh. Oh well, I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, yeah? Ta-ra! Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>